Now we return you to the test card and some music. to the pilot take 117 a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present he is jed shepherd that guy over there is rob jelly aka rob jelly the third ding 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 round one have you been rob jelly the third i'm very good i was uh, a flagging yesterday i'm so whatever you do in your spare time is 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 oh yeah that's quite disgusting Actually, someone probably shouldn't discuss a flagging. Yeah. Well, it's not a flagging. No, flagging as in, you know, I was was struggling, tired, lethargic. Oh, you were flagging. Flagging, yes. Not the other type of flagging. That's Yeah, that's definitely safe for (laughs) other times. Um, Why? What's happened? I don't know, just just not sleeping enough. You do get up very early. Yeah, I know, but I I just feel, I don't know, I just feel like I've I've sort of hit a lull. I'm like, oh, cool, I need need a proper recharge. I was up till five this morning. Why? I was watching 60 Days In, my new favourite Netflix show, which we'll do at some point. Okay, yeah, this is what we were discussing yeah. over lunch. Fine. We, yeah. we, I mean, I've even got an idea in. what to do against <laughs> it as well, so okay. uh, that should be pretty interesting. But uh, that's for another time. Uh, what have you been yeah. up to? I have Other been... Other than staying up till 5am. Yeah, I've just been um, doing little last-minute bits on Multiplex, my film, that's basically ready. The only thing I'm waiting for is just the colour grade now. I don't understand what that is. So when you, when you, when you shoot a film... The raw footage isn't like what you see on the screen. It's the colours are all washed out, basically. Right. It's just just how it is. And then you've got to hire someone to come in and make it the proper colour or give it whatever. Because well, so just want. open it up in paint and just repaint it in like a DaVinci Resolve or something like that. Um, but basically, <laughs> no but, idea. But basically, it makes it. It turns it from looking like crappy to make it looking like fantastic like cinematic and stuff and sometimes if you want to make it look like film we put an artificial film grain over the top yep um which uh, i don't really like vignette you can't do that if you want yeah to make it look like it um, that's your same type uh but yeah no it's 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 amazing and like i'm surprised that i made it because i'm just like wow it's it's just like too good i'd love to meet the guy who made this film (laughs) this is excellent uh but yeah no can't wait so um it has to be basically all finished by the end of this week because I have to submit it to a film festival um, and the deadline's Friday I think so um, yeah chop chop but then it's, then it's done yeah it's, 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 it's orchestrating is it weird when you get to the end of a project like this yeah. you've done obviously a few films now yeah and sorry I feel like this is like a chat show now <laughs> but do, do, does it feel weird to sort of finish it after having had the idea in your head for so long and then worked it on so long and then all of a sudden it's done and it's gone yeah because well, do you just can you kind of hand it over to the audience at that point and i know it's maybe the film yeah. festivals now but well like they all say that like, you make you make the film like three times you, you make it like um while you're writing it, it that's one version of the film then as you're making it that's another version of the film because it slightly changes and then in the edit it changes again so it becomes an entirely different film um and being the writer director it's my job to kind of make it look like it what did in my head, which actually mm. is another version of it. The version in my head is the, the original. And it's like Chinese whispers. You tell someone to do something and it's their interpretation of it. You tell the editor, yeah. do this, it's their interpretation. That's why I'm just like sitting behind the editor, next to the editor, just like do this, do this, do this, and tweak it, take away that one frame, put that in. Um, so it's exactly how I want it. Um, but for other things like the score, like so the music and, and the sound... I've went to them 
you're professional. You don't you don't need me to tell you what to yeah. do. This to is what this I sound- wanted to sound a bit yeah. like. Exactly. I'm like, make it sound a bit like this. This bit needs to be scary. This bit needs to be funny. This needs to bit to be adventurous. And like these Go. people are like awesome. So like they, the guy who did the score, his name is Paul Housen. Brilliant. Like. I barely had to like tell him any notes at all. I've just like, just, yeah, just do your thing. Yeah. And he's just like this game, but this is, yeah, yeah. funny. That, yeah. And he's, he's awesome. You got it. Yeah. Oh, one thing we did this week, like last minute, we were like, there's a musical bit in it. Yep. Like I told you. And uh, one of the vocals wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. And uh, so we got this Broadway star to do it. Um, in New York. Just, just the producers were in New York, and I was like, "Can you get someone to sing this?" And they found like this, this amazing singer to basically sing sing that bit for me, and plugged it in. And then we actually redid all the music to it as well, like last week. And uh, <laughs> sounds like a lot of effort, man. Yeah, this is it's crazy. The amount that goes into making it worthwhile. Once I guess but, once it's made, it's out there. It's there forever. Yeah, and you can't change it, so you need to get it all done, like all, all the bits you want to do obviously before it's out and then it goes into other people's minds and they can make of it what they want but I really I really like it it's a lot different from my other films so people will just might be like oh this is not what I expected but then again it, it's exactly what you'd expect from me if you know me you'd be like oh yeah yeah this is like Jed all over um, hang on because you, you've got someone in this playing you yeah are they wearing a hat uh, no, other, a lot of I'm other, not watching it. A lot of other people. I'm not, no, I'm not watching it. <laughs> a lot it's of not other wearing people, a hat. It's not you. It's a simple. lot of other people are, are, are wearing hats though. Um, no, the, the guy, basically it's about me and my sister when we were like 16, and um, actually in real life it was like when we were 10, but in this is 16. And um, so the person who's playing me is a guy called Lewis Lewis McDougall, who was the kid yeah. from The Monster Calls, um, who was like just so awesome and. When they said to me, um, who do you want to play you, basically, I was just like, well, I want the kid from, from A Monster Calls, but like, we're not going to get him. So someone like him, and then we got him. So <laughs> it was crazy, yeah. Touchdown Shepherd. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, Emma, who's been on this show, she plays my sister in it. Mm. Uh, and Emma's really good in it as well. Um, Emma has pretty much has to do the most work. She, she's doing the most singing. She's doing the most dancing. Well, fighting. hard life, isn't it? Yeah. I'd love prancing around on stage and, you know, having fun all the time. Um, no, I, I, I pre, I, I'm being very facetious. I know how much hard work it is and I've seen it going before. So. No, I look, I look forward to seeing it. I, yeah. You know, I, like everyone else, have got no idea what to expect from this. I know. Uh, not seen any part of it other than a couple of frames you've literally shown me and yeah. that's it. So I've got no more idea than the next person has, yeah. which is very exciting. So, But then I'm starting work on, on the musical. Now I'm, I'm kind of still writing the musical and the songs have been... I think by the end of this week, I'll, the first song will be ready. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, that's, I think that's the next thing I want to do. The musical. I've got a few other options, but I want to do a musical. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just worrying. I'm just trying to work out who's going to win the semi-final of the Bake Off. Uh, that's, You're that's, I love the Bake Off, man. British Bake Off. Ah, it's so good. I'm, I'm like the I'm like the person who quoted it online like a few years ago, saying when the first, the idea first came around, he's going, like, "I'm not going to sit there and watch 13 people bake in a tent." Well, you think I am? Then, like 10 seasons later. <laughs> oh man, you can't be doing that. You yeah. don't put that in that. You're like, how much yeast did you put into this? Outrageous. You know, no, everyone knows you don't bake at 180 degrees. It's 160 for 24 minutes. Oh, uh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm that guy as well. Absolutely. You've been all right though? Uh, yeah, I'm good. good. I'm really good. Uh, I'm, I'm a, bit, a bit tired, but nothing a, uh, nothing a can of Mango Loco. I've got Mango Locos. Uh, honestly, guys, try Mango Loco. I know it's by Monster, well, who was like an evil company. How but... have we not got sponsored by Mango Loco yet? Mango Loco is so good. <laughs> it's basically. <laughs> We're not even being paid to say this because if we were 
we'd be saying it, well, probably no more than we already are, actually. Yeah. It's basically, it's, it's, it's orange juice, but filled with energy chemicals. It's brilliant. <laughs> energy it's just chemicals. full of, like, lovely tasting chemicals. <laughs> All right, oh. well, listen, we'll, uh, we'll step away at the Mango Loco while we reveal uh, our shows this week. Yep. Uh, from the title, of course, you've guessed, but which one's which? Well, I am going to go first this week oh. with... Um, well, no, no, go on, you can go first. You go first, because yeah. you kind of... This is your week. Let's be frank about it. It's Halloween <laughs> week. This episode's out on the 30th of October. Yeah. So it's Halloween Eve. Okay. Um, which you should probably... Halloween Eve. Halloween Eve. Because, Hall- yeah, because Halloween means Hallow's, Hallow's Eve. Eve. So, so it's Hallow's, Hallow's Eve Eve. Eve. <laughs> uh, yes, it's Hallow's Eve Eve. This is kind of your territory, really. Uh, so you yeah. sort of put both shows on the table. I did. Um, so... I want to go first with one, though. Okay, obviously. Um, so the one I want to start with is the one that I think has one of the best theme songs and most memorable theme song intro sequences ever. And that is Roald Dahl's Tales of the Unexpected. Back back in the studio. Uh, this theme song is epic to me. It's one of those ones where you hear it um, from another room. And it's like, oh, tells an unexpected song. <laughs> yeah. And Run it in. really sets a scene because it's a silhouette of a lady dancing. Mm-hmm. And it's really iconic. And, and it's been parodied quite a few times um, by different TV shows in the past. But um, it's just the most, it's like a hypnotic kind of merry-go-round kind of fairground type song it's very fairground very circusy very carousel yeah. and it, spe- it really spooks me out something about it that's just really spooky the fact that the, the visuals you're seeing is this, you're not seeing who it is you're just seeing a silhouette of a person dancing it's like okay this something here is not right and then the merry-go-rounds fairground type clown song is it's, it's kind of waltzy isn't it and I don't, and I, it, yeah it's a waltz it, and it's, um, it's like a waltz to the death basically a waltz to death yeah that's the next week on Strictly Come Dancing, by the way, <laughs> folks. Um, yeah, but I don't understand why it's become so associated with, and I don't want to say horror as such, but terror and fear. That fairground. I mean, the circus and the clown thing. I sort of get because it's the sort of it's the mask. You don't really know who's behind the face, as it with the mask, as it were. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand why the waltz, something which is. Synonymous with the fairground, as you say, and even a little bit of the circus. Like, Why is that also so horrified? Because, like, waltzes, they're not... Well, if I want to go into to music, like... Theory. Theory. So waltz isn't a 4-4 four, four time signature, which no, is what one, the, two, our brain is... Yeah, it's the 3-4. And, like, 3-4 is slightly unnerving, because our brain... <laughs> Rob's dancing again. So our brain thinks in four four. That's why most pop songs are four four. Yep. We can't. So when we hear something that's a three four, other than the guitar part from yeah. Beetle Bum by Blur, yeah, that's in actually five, this four. might even be six eight, like, even though it's technically three four. But like it's um, yeah, it's it's slightly unnerving because we're expecting mm. the beat to fall in a certain way and it doesn't. So it's it's almost yeah, like it should perfect be one two three four one two three yeah. four one two. It's, it's quite pleasing one, to everyone. Two, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, yeah. three, one, two, three, one. It's a bit like, it's a, bit, it's a kind of race, but without being 
too fast. Exactly. And it's like, it's, it's almost mirroring the, it is obviously mirroring the person dancing and it's just slightly something really eerie about it. And it's a perfect way to start a, a TV show that is essentially eerie, slightly off kilter, not what we're expecting. Tales on the Unexpected. Okay, yes. And that's reflected in the theme song. Very true. Okay. But I would say that this, visually speaking, once yeah. the episode begins, and this yeah. is after the Roald Dahl introduction. Which was great, by the way. I, I didn't know he can did I, that. Can yeah. I just come back to that in a second? Yeah. After that, the rest of it feels very light, mm-hmm. very expected. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing about it, visually speaking, is that fearful or that horrific. Or there's no, f- yeah. there's no real essence of terror. And that, yeah, and that's quite rare because, you, like, in the tales of the unexpected, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. You've had this quite. You know, I, I guess tense, intensifying sort of intro, uh, music at least, and titles. Then you get the bit with Roald Dahl, which you can talk about now if you want. And then it goes light. It's mad. Well, like, in recent recent years, like, there's been a tendency to do daytime horror. Like, Midsummer is set in the mm. daytime. And that's yeah. quite rare. It's really hard to do horror, terror, anything like that, um, to build tension in the daylight. Because daylight equals safety, usually. So... Yeah, this is set in Jamaica, tropical island. You've got you've got cocktails. Yeah, you've got like people. You've got a man with his girlfriend and just sipping cocktails. It seems like idyllic. It is idyllic. People playing in the sea. Exactly. But we'll come back to this in a second because I want to do want to talk about Roald Dahl um, introducing this. And this these are all based on Roald Dahl's stories, tells of the unexpected. And he introduces like, "Hey, I'm Roald Dahl. Yeah, you might know me from my kids' books, but let me tell you, this isn't for kids. Um, this is definitely an adult." themed show mm. um and he's the, and he's but he's sitting in like a granddad chair he's he the, there's a roaring fire going on or maybe i imagine it but it, like, no it's, it definitely felt like a sort of an old sort of quite yeah. a dingy sitting room yeah with a big old fireplace yeah like a big armchair he's gonna offer us a world as original if we're not careful yeah and uh yeah and i i kind of forget what like Roald Dahl's a real person because i just think of him as a just a crazy character. hybrid monster no, yeah character yeah the exactly. thing is he, he's he's always had that Stigma is the wrong word, but you know, but it's always, there's always been that sort of ethereal sort of presence that Roald Dahl is. Yeah. He's, he's above and beyond. He's Woody being, Wonka. You think yeah. of him as Woody Wonka because he's he's a man churning out these these things that people are consuming, like Woody Wonka. Um, but it was a little awkward, wasn't it? it? Was it me? I mean, he's not an actor, is he? No, he's not, and I don't know whether that added to the uncertainty, the unexpected nature of the show. Yeah, that he was. Because I, 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 I'm sure I've read or heard somewhere where he he famously didn't like being on camera or being so. recorded. He was quite happy to write all yeah. these stories, but he was never massive, which makes me very surprised to see him I did introducing not expect, this. I didn't expect that at all. But I think you had you had uh, creators on on TV with their names on the title, like you had after Hitchcock's TV show, you had uh, Rod Serling, you, you had people introducing themselves. Stephen King had a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, so I think he must have been paid a lot of money for this, by the way, as well. And also, yeah. this would sell a lot of his books as well. He, he was very, very popular amongst the kids, but he wanted to... He wrote loads of books for adults, um, really kind of like um, unchildlike ones. So... Yeah, it would give this TV show a bit of a beast as well, and it was only on for a couple of minutes. Um, but then we get into the into the main plot of the show, which is called "The Man from the South." Yep. And again, that doesn't sound scary at all. It nope. Sounds cool, but I've got to say, I I re as a pilot episode, 
I love this. And this is an anthology show, so you're not going to get a storyline that runs through the whole series. These are all just one-off episode, episodes. Yeah, yeah, contains a story in its entirety. 24 yeah. minutes as well, so you know yeah. it's short and sweet. It's sort of very digestible. Yeah. You haven't got to have loads of time on your hands. Exactly. And um, basically, this this is, is a girl and a, and a guy. Uh, they're vacationing in Jamaica. They're just sipping their cocktails, looking out across the, the water. It's beautiful. But there's a, an, an older guy there named Carlos. Mm-hmm. Um, he seemed like he would be Mexican or something, or Spanish or something. Yeah. And, uh, well, based on his name. And he's there, he's got a white hat on, and he tells them he's from the South or whatever. And uh, they just start start chatting away, and it's, it seems quite quite an innocent conversation at yep. first, ask, asking normal questions. But then this is where the interesting thing comes in, and the unexpected bit comes <coughs> in. Because he's like, do, do, you like um, do, you, do you like gambling? Do, do, do you want to make a bet? Um, and the guy's like... Which is after a light, doesn't he? The, of a cigarettes and cigar swap. That's right, and, and, and he has a like a Zippo lighter, basically. Yeah. And his Zippo lighter is, um, and they're famous. They're famous for how reliable they are. These Zippo lighters, yep. and he demonstrates it by giving them a light, and, and uh, it lights first time. And uh, I, I love stuff like this because I, 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 there are many, many stories about the devil betting people and and him making a bet where it seems reasonable, but in the end, it isn't. So I, I really thought, okay. This guy's this guy's the bloody devil. This guy is the devil. It's got to be. And the man from the south, I thought, okay, the man's from hell. So he's there, um, and, and there's like other guy there. Well, who, who this couple have met, who's kind of like the impartial person, not part of the bet. Rolston, yeah, I believe. And uh, the man from the south says to him, okay, I bet you you couldn't light that Zippo ten times in a row. And the guy's, <laughs> yeah, um, it's like, well, I'll tell you what, do you like cars? The guy's like, yeah. He's like, my ca- is it a Cadillac? Jaguar. It's Jaguar. Ugh. Nice car. My yeah. car's parked down the road. Tell you what, if you can light it ten times, you can have my Jaguar. And the guy's like, sure, sure. But what would I have to give? And he's like, that's oh, something you wouldn't need. Like, what, what, what would you need? It's like, do you, do you accept a bet? He's like, what, what do you need from me? And the guy's like, well, something you wouldn't need. Your little finger off your left hand. And the guy's like, no, what would you, what would you need? Your little finger off your left hand, <laughs> and uh, the impartial guys. Are, no, this is crazy. And and the guy's girlfriend isn't isn't that worried? Isn't that worried? Because she's like, yeah, sure, this is this is nothing. So the, the guy's like, well, okay, but let me see, let me see your car first. Let me see your car in case there is no car. Yeah, takes him to see this beautiful Jaguar, white Jaguar that's parked down the road. And he's like, okay, gets in, go and try it out. Gets in the car, tries it out. It's like, I'll, I'll, I'll take that bet. And they're like, oh, God. And so he goes up to his hotel room. Goes up to the hotel room. And this is the bit I've got to interject at this point, right? Yeah. So he gets room service. Yeah. Okay. He collars the girl who's working room service uh-huh. and says to her, I need you to go and get me, wait for it, a hammer, some <laughs> nails, yeah. and a big knife. Yeah. The kind that you used to like chop. Like a butcher's the, knife. Yeah, butcher's knife. <laughs> Can you get those for me? She goes, yeah, of course I can. No questions. <laughs> yeah. No, not one iota of like, what are you doing with hammer, knives and nails? Yeah, like, you're, in a, you're in a hotel what room. What is wrong with you? Are you the only thing you could be doing Didn't is... Didn't question it at all. Yeah. Walks off, goes and gets them, fetches them. Unbelievable scenes. I mean, that, that is the most peculiar room service I've ever heard of. He did give her like a $1 or something, so, you know. Oh, I mean, sorted. Yeah, but she comes back with it and... 
so the reason why the others are there, the girlfriend's there just 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 to watch her boyfriend potentially win a car. Yeah. And what, what's the other guy called again? Rolston. Rolston's there to be the referee, basically. To Adjudicator. Make, yeah, to make sure that whatever happens, happens, and that the winner will get the spoils and the loser potentially has his finger chopped off. Yeah. So again, they're, they're like thinking, like, this is never going to happen. This is never going to happen. So we get a really... And this was tense. Honestly, I was... I was, I yeah. was like, oh my God. Like, so the guy lights his lighter. <laughs> you wrote down, actually really tense. You can see it's going to go to like the ninth light. Yeah. So basically that's what happens. So it starts lighting it and they do it really slow. And they're like, this is perfect tension. And then... It's such a simple idea as well. Like, so simple. You don't realise that you've been sat there for almost 20 minutes at this yeah. point. Um, you know, but essentially watching a bet between two people unfold where someone is going to attempt to light a lighter 10 times. You, 20 minutes. Yeah. This has been building up to. This is a great short, short idea. I mean, I mean, it's so simple. And when you, when we're talking about it now, like this, and you're probably listening to the podcast, thinking, oh, "Funny lads, this doesn't sound great." Honestly, it's yeah. it's genius. It is genius. It's so smart because I yeah. was gripped. Yeah, we're not going to spoil what happens, but basically, no, we'll leave the last four minutes to you because yeah. there's a there's quite a bit that happens in those four minutes. The unexpected, essentially. The unexpected. Yeah, yeah. that's what it says on the tin. Uh, but yeah, I can assure you that by the time he gets to the seventh one, like I was in bits. I was like, I can't take this anymore. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to turn this off or something. <laughs> like it's too the girlfriend, tense. the girlfriend leaks yeah. it out. Like, yeah. You're the girlfriend. Sweet, I was like, you? no, it's, it's, your it's, it's too tense. <laughs> <laughs> but like well, honestly Ralston do a little bit more mate this is going to end in tears and blood for one or the other yeah if I was Ralston I'd just be like I'm not taking any part of this don't adjudicate that's you're being implicated in the crime um, but yeah but put, put it this way the, the man from the south he's done this before He's done this once before. or twice, yeah. yeah once or twice, um, you find out exactly. We yeah, we we're not going to spoil it. We but... don't like to spoil things um, too much if we yeah. can help it. And as this, this is a, as it's an anthology series, yeah. the story wraps up in this first episode. So I found it on YouTube. The whole thing was on YouTube. I think we've got it on Daily or Motion or Vimeo, one or the other. They're, they're, they're kicking around. It's, it's on various sites, so you can watch this and say like twenty-four minutes. You can watch it in your lunch break. Yeah. So if you've been listening to this and you think to yourself. <laughs> Do you know what? Actually, I might give this a go. I've got I've got half an hour of my lunch break left. <laughs> then you know, pause the podcast here, go away and watch the episode, and then pick up again and watch the uh, and, you know, and then we'll chat about the other the show in a minute. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, nine series of these, by the way. Yeah, there was nine series of Roald Dolls Tales of the Unexpected, uh, which ref- my. Hang on, where's my IMDb gone? I've got me app here somewhere. Why, why are you looking at that? I've got to say this oh. has also been it's been done. This particular episode is a remake of um, a 1969 version okay. um, that was part of Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Oh, wow. Um, and So 10 years later, in 1979, we got the remake yeah. of the Roald Dahl. And the Roald Dahl part, the intro, it was obviously Alfred Hitchcock. The person, the guy who was... So probably why he did it was yeah. because it was a proper mimic of... Exactly. In, look at this cast. The gambler, the guy who was getting his finger potentially chopped off, yep. Steve McQueen. What, in the Alfred Hitchcock one? Yeah. Carlos, the, the man from the South, was played by Peter Lorre, who is wow. just one of the best like horror kind of actors there is. Um, yeah, I mean, so you can, you can kind of understand why they wanted to do it again. Oh, by the way, I think we might have got the two names wrong around. Uh, for Carlos and Ralston. I think you need to flip them. I'm looking at their photos now. I'm sure, I'm sure Ralston was the eccentric lunatic with the car. No, that, I think that was Carlos. Sure? Yeah. Um, the other guy was called the, the referee. I don't think 
No. Maybe it's called Ralston, yeah. No, the, the Carlos oh, okay. was, is, was definitely the, I'm talking nonsense, the man from the South. Um, but yeah, this was, was aired in 1979. Um, the first episode of uh, Tales of Un- Unexpected. Hang on, you've got an interesting synopsis to this. Yeah. That you've... Basically, someone's... <laughs> this ed- is, right, exhibit A, ladies and gentlemen, as to why you maybe should always treat your resources with caution. Yeah. And why we do try to make sure... Um, I'm sure we've made errors. I'll hold my hand up. I'm sure we've probably at times said something. Maybe. You, 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 you probably not. Me, probably <laughs> no, more so. Um, but I always want to cross-reference everything, you know, especially the dates of things. We always yeah. double-check we're watching the right episodes together. Yeah. Um, so because the episode have, titles are the main I thing, have yeah. the plot here on IMDb. And do you want me to read that one first or do you want to read your version I'll, first? I'll read this version first. Just from, so- where's it from? This is like the from the Man from the South episode, um, the synopsis on, on Wikipedia. Okay. Um, so it should be, it's well cited, should be fairly accurate. Yeah, and obviously, like, there are people checking Wikipedia all the time to make sure it's correct and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is what it says. Man from the South yep. is a sex story by Roald Daddle. <laughs> Originally published in Colliers in 2020. Now, I don't know where to start with that. Roald Daddle... <laughs> 2020 is that, sex story. Is that next year then, is it? Yeah. Okay. It's been adapted several times for tele- television and film, including a 1960 version starring Stephen McQueen and Ben Dover. The less said about that, the better. <laughs> um, and it also says here, the story was published in Colliers, which was a magazine, publication type, You're My Dad. That's what it says, under publication <laughs> type, it says You're My Dad, publication date 2020. So someone's obviously... Done a little bit of. Uh, Would you like the uh, the IMDb plot? Y- yeah, go for it. It's very simple. It just says a young American couple on holiday meet a mysterious old gentleman who makes them a macabre wager. Perfect. And when when it was in the Alfred Hitchcock Presents uh, episode, it was actually season five, episode fifteen. Uh, but it was strong enough for um, Royal Dodd to think, okay, I'll, I'll do a better version of this. Yeah, I haven't seen the original version, but I'm sure um, it's probably going to be up there with Steve McQueen in it. It it was un- I liked it a lot. Un- unexpectedly brilliant. Yeah. Um, the first few moments, I was thinking, "You have got me watching some real <laughs> turd here." Like, I mean, I was really like the first little few moments were just unbearably rubbish. I was like, "What? Just a couple have you possibly picked out. here?" Yeah. It's like you deliberately found something as crap as possible. You're trying to go for bottom place on our running on our leaderboard, uh, but actually. You've put a real good one out of the bag, and I'm really this. glad we've watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely watch more. Yeah. Well, there's an episode- and the nice thing is, I think you can dip in wherever you want exactly. at your choosing with this. Yeah. So There's an episode called Royal Jelly that's really famous. Though. Royal Jelly. Which is really I'm all famous. Over that. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You didn't even see that. No. How did you- that's episode one of season two. Oh, is it? Mm. Oh, so they start strong. So, yeah, Royal Jelly is f- another big famous one. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, we should run through the commandments at the end. Yep. Um, cause, uh, and so th- at this point, if you do want to stop it and go and have a watch, it's on YouTube. I'll, I'll find a link for it, or your Vimeo or whatever, and I'll, I'll tweet it. Yeah, and, yeah, and tweet it out. Um, we should probably do that a bit more. If we, we can find online do, yeah. links, we should probably do that. So okay, yeah, let's do it. Head to our Twitter page um, and page pages, and we'll, you'll find the links for it. Uh, take 117. So, uh, right, then there you go. Roll Dolls, Tales of the Unexpected, The Man from the South. Yeah, uh, we'll review scores at the end, but it's on to my show this week, which admittedly you've gifted to me because you are the uh, you are the king of the horror. <laughs> and as we are in Halloween Eve um, week, I have gone with the similarly titled but slightly different mm-hmm. Tales from the Dark Side. 
what he believes to be reality. But there is, unseen by most, an underworld, a place that is just as real, but not as brightly lit. A dark side. Right, we're at the tunnel. Good case. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> really should put the headlights on. We'll see where we're going. Tales from the Dark Side. What a creepy intro. Wow. That intro. Because I remember, I mean... I think up until a couple of years ago, they were repeating that late on ITV, late at night, just old episodes. That intro is creepy as hell. Oh, I actually think it's creepier if you've heard it on the podcast. If you've never seen the show, yeah, I I think you'll actually watch the show with the you know the sound, yeah. and find it less creepy because the visuals are so not creepy. They're so light and lovely looking. There's lots of shots of streams running during the daylight. There's a wood yeah. fine. Deal with that. But I think it's because they want you to say everything looks normal, but then when you turn it around, like, there's something it's twisted It's the upside about it. down, isn't it? This yeah. is the stranger things. Because it ends with it going into, into a negative, um, and the colours, like, go negative. This makes me genuinely, while I was watching it, thinking this is where the whole idea of the upside down world you the, think? in Stranger Things comes from. <laughs> it's the dark side, isn't it? It's that everything's fine in the day, yeah. but in the dark. Yeah. It's all very creepy. It's not And Paul Sparrow is just an incredible narrator. I mean, what is that a who voice. Was? Yeah. I, I, he, he sounds very familiar, and I'm sure he's done other stuff before, but yeah. he has one of those very strong gravitational voices, yeah. especially for the narration of a, a horror show like this. Yeah. Um, um, you really believe boy. in me, so there's something spooky going on. Yeah. Um, so quite a, quite a juxtaposition of visual and audio for the introduction, but um, I like it. None, none it of that. Yeah, it, it's puts it's, me on edge. Yeah, because of its, its just jarring nature, it's it puts you right on the edge. So you arrive at the uh, title page, which just has tales from the dark side in sort of a, a sort of streaky blood font, and then there's a door, uh, you know, like a graphical door of in the middle of the image opens up, and then it sort of zooms into the into the show itself, and you're in the in the dark at yep. night, uh, facing the front of what looks like a kind of a hardware store, almost like kind of a yeah, that's a what bits and bobs store, a general really. store. Yeah, kind of you get in small. You don't get so much in like London, but you get in like smaller towns. You get. Yeah, definitely. And then you go inside the store, and it's a sort of that's a very clever sort of a, you know trick to bring you into the show. You're going through a door of the yeah. title page yeah. into the street. Yep. And then through the street into the shop itself into and into a shop. dark yeah. room mm-hmm. with three blokes around a table with one single spotlight above. Yeah. Really nice shot. I mean, yeah, Lovely. I mean, you know, brilliantly thought out. 1983, so we're talking four years after uh, the initial episode, the original episode of Tales of the Unexpected. Yep. And, I, you know, I, I mean, 1983, we, we've, we've had all the horror films by this point, surely. Yeah. Yeah, Everything yeah. at this point has been done. So you've got to try and do something that's going to, Stand out, stand out for the crowd, um, really impress, really draw you in. And, and by, you know, 90 seconds, two minutes, you're in. You know, you're really into this show. Definitely. So so this this came out in 83. Yep. Because there was a Tales from a Dark Side movie in 1990 that came out based oh, okay. on the popularity, which 
no joke, is amazing because Debbie Harry's in it as a cannibal. Wow. Um, yeah, absolutely awesome. <laughs> Christian Slater's in that as well. Oh, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. I mean, the film's an anthology film as well of like three right. different segments. Okay. Um, similar to the TV show, really. Um, this is the very first episode of four seasons, 90 episodes worth. Wow. And um, is actually, well, it's called Trick or Treat, yeah. in brackets, Pilots. Uh, and stands alone by next to a year, really. Uh, mm. So, 29th of October, 1983. This episode's out on the 30th. It's a Halloween special, basically. This, was out yeah. on the 30th, this episode of the podcast is out on the 30th. So, we are almost officially 36 years and a day uh, to its original release, which is very cool. Um, yeah. And then they didn't actually release the show in sort of a weekly release until the following year yeah. in the September, so 30th of September 84, yeah. which is when you get The New Man. So it's very popular, this is, special's popular. So Yeah, this is very much the very pilot episode of the show, the original idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably to uh, synopsis it as quickly as possible, it is about Mr. Hackles, yeah. who is a man who appears to have I don't want to say scrimped and saved, but it might be the best way of putting it for now. It's basically a Scrooge, like a Halloween Scrooge. He's a pro- yeah, that's it. He's a Halloween Scrooge. Yeah. I mean, that's perfect. They should have called it Halloween Scrooge. They could have done. And he essentially owns the town. And he's done that by sort of loaning out stuff or allowing people to buy things from him yeah. and uh, his store. And claiming on every single penny of debt, yeah. every single penny, but without overcharging anyone. The example I use, and this is, comes quite early on, he's sitting there with uh, two people, um, Mr. Bindle and Mr. Bundle, yeah. uh, who I believe are probably his accountants. That's my guess from it all. They're, yeah, they must be, yeah. You know, so he's banking, so he's, he's, you know, the guys he speaks to about putting the money away and whatnot, but um, not entirely sure to be... Absolutely honest with you. I mean, they're very interested in, in his money. He talks to them about his money, so I think they are. Yeah, for someone who's got, yeah, it, well, it makes me think because he's so in control of the whole thing. Yeah. He he's let these two guys in, in the middle of the night, and he yeah. does talk about how he has to do the accounting out of business hours because he can't lose time or because yeah. otherwise he'll lose business. So, can, so and he and he offers well, one of them asks for a coffee, yeah. and he says that'd be four cents. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, now it's 1983 when the show's out, and I'm not sure what time they're sort of aiming this in, but it's not probably too dissimilar from 83. It's probably a ballpark figure. Yeah. He's just said four cents for a coffee. Yeah. And he and goes, never overcharged, but yeah. always collect on the debt. And the guy's like, well, it's a pretty good deal, to be fair. I know, I know you're charging me for coffee, but, like, good deal, yeah. <laughs> Name a coffee shop where you can get coffee for four cents. Yeah. Anywhere on earth. And even with, like, with interest and with, with like, the times changing, that probably only equals about 20 pence now. So, pretty good deal. Yeah. And actually, that's probably about the price of a coffee, but we still pay £3.50, whatever <laughs> yeah. it is, for our sprinkles and whatever, yeah. mocha fropper chopper. So, is it is he charging people... So, he's, he's letting the townsfolk basically IOUs for the stuff they buy from, from his shop. To me... He's not the bad guy here. If you think about it, he's like... all right. He's yeah, like a go, loan go shark, isn't he? But in a way. He's not charging interest, is he? Or a pawnbroker. He's, he's, just wanting the, he's just wanting his money back. And yeah, he might be doing it for the wrong reasons, but he, he's not telling the people... But yeah, I mean, I must admit, the one thing I haven't quite got my head around is how people have... 
come to him in the first, let's say the first day, like actually there's a, there's a gentleman who walks in with his boy. Yeah. They've not long been part of the town. They moved in only a few months ago. Yeah. It's approaching Halloween. Uh, and Mr. Hackles always does the house up as a sort of haunted house and offers it open to the whole town to, mm-hmm. to come in and experience the Halloween fun. Yeah. And he sets it all up with gizmos and props and whatnot. And, you know, in the, on that essence, it seems like a fairly normal kind of thing. Yeah. Very enthusiastic about Halloween. Fine. No problem. However... He seems very insistent on everyone coming to the house on Halloween. Mm-hmm. A bit too much so. Everybody owes him money. Yeah. And the reason why is because, again, it makes him sound great. He is giving people the chance to clear their debts. All they have to do is send their kid into his trick-or-treat house and to find the IOUs. That's, That's what it is. It. If they find it, your debt is wiped, wiped free free to go and bear in mind he has the name he has his name on some of the deeds to farmland and people's properties I don't understand how they've got that far in debt to someone who owns a hardware store that's the that's the bit I'm really really on edge about I don't understand how he Mr Hackles has ended up owning them it's like Greg's the baker's like like knocking on your door going mate we're going to have to take your TV. You, you are... You are yeah, I'm taking the car. Too sausage rolls. I'm taking the car. I'm like, <laughs> how have you accumulated <laughs> that debt? How many yum-yums have you eaten? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, it is a bit weird, but I guess it's a general store, so it's stuff like furniture as well, and um, maybe they have to... Yeah, but there's a guy comes in towards the start yeah. with his boy and they've obviously been in the town a while yeah. and he picks up a bag of small props for Halloween and a yeah. sort of little pitchfork plastic pitchfork thing yeah. and he goes hey, Jimmy want these on the account mate wait have you not got any money like what, <laughs> what are you doing yeah. like, like, seriously mate like, that's like a pound in pound land it's like yeah that's like yes yeah, stick on my account like, what is going on in this Should town have you not got a couple of dollars in your pocket mate you know what I mean seriously yeah maybe, things, maybe he hasn't but then don't take your kid to the, to, to yeah. the general store oh because but actually he came to the general store to tell the guy that he's not going to do the trick or treat thing didn't he oh, no, yeah, no, well no that's the, the, new, the new guy, the other guy the, right. so I'm talking about the guy who's been there a few years yeah, and yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. he's been toughening up his, his boy Timmy yeah. he's been toughening him up to go back in the house this year, yeah. and he's going to get it this year. All this those year, kids are creepy as well. Oh, creepy kids. On the on the surface, this could look and feel like a really sort of you know clever show, mm-hmm. but when you really get down to it, it's weird and creepy it's as so, anything. None of it makes it. I was very interested in what was going on. I was like, okay, what is this step? I can't quite get a grip on what's going on. But everything seems quite interesting. It seems like my kind of thing as a man who's built a haunted house that all the villagers owe him some well, money. No, I don't think he, he bought a house. But, 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 it's his house. Yeah. He's just done it up. He's just done it with up. Like, you know, and he sits in, the, in the, what looks like the attic, the loft. Yeah. And talks using some sort of weird tubey system, like a funnel and a long bit of garden hose, yeah. <laughs> and he's echoing throughout the house. Worse than that, and he, has like... a, and, and he has a periscope. Yeah, but he's upstairs. He's got a window. And the periscope can see all the way downstairs into the living. What is going on there? It's weird. But also, he tells these townsfolk, yeah, ju- ju- "Just send your kids in." And they're like, yeah, okay, cool, that sounds good. We'll wait outside. We'll send this kid into this creepy house with this old man that we owe a lot of money. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. What, what went through his head when he was designing this, this, uh, this mm. house? Like, I know right. what I'll do. Can I also interject yeah. this point? This is not real. Someone thought of this idea 
those are the people that we need to worry about. Yeah, but didn't, didn't someone say to you, this thing about sending boys and, 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 and kids into this old man's house, well, it's not realistic. It wouldn't happen. Maybe in 83, it was like free for all. Who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, not like sweeter times, I guess. But yeah, to parents opt to send their kids into this creepy old guy's house to find these IOUs on the off chance they may find it and free them from debt. Now, this sounds like the guy, the old guy. He's offering, offering out an olive branch, isn't he? Is he the good guy in this? Hang on. He, he's, Hang on. He's given them what they want. He's, given, he's, he's provided, not tricking Provided them. goods. Yeah. No interest. He just wants his money back. And wants paying for and it. And he's like, I'll tell you what. And every year gives them the chance to write off their debt. Yeah. By turning his house into a haunted house. Yeah. For Halloween. Hiding, hiding the bills. You've got to find it. And then and you're free. In a way, he's sort of teaching the children yeah. that, you know, oh, no, 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 he's not. I don't know what he... I don't, he's the devil. Oh, I don't know what he is, though. I mean, no one's ever found he's this bill. He's not the good so, guy. No one's found the bill so far because he, he hides it. He hid it inside a, fir- fireplace. a furnace. Yeah, up in the chimney of the fireplace to on the fair, shelf. I, I would probably go... That's probably the first place I'd look. Yeah, fireplaces always where you stash yeah. stuff, aren't they? Um, but yeah, so like people are a bit cautious about sending their kids in, but they do it. And uh, <laughs> even the new guy eventually turns up as well. Yeah. And the kid just drawn a moustache on his face with a <laughs> with a sharpie, idiot. That's not coming off for weeks. And this house, take is, my word for it. Yeah, he's done it before. This house is creepy, but nothing's particularly terrifying until a witch turns up. <laughs> An actual witch. An actual witch. He looks like the witch from Wizard of Oz. Turns up and he's like, and she's like, really, really creepy looking, really frightening. Great, looking. some some great makeup there, mm. makeup effects. Absolutely wrecks the joint, as a witch would do. What, like, but hands free wreckage. Yeah, that's what I liked about it. It was hands free wreckage. She came in, floated in. By the way, yeah. oh yeah, stood on the porch. Yeah, gave it a bit of a cackle. Looked at him like, all right, it's my turn, pal. Move yeah. over levitates a bit, floats mm. into the house. All of a sudden, the living room becomes 15 feet high and she's floating way above his head, looking down on him like some sort of ghoulish spectre. If that happened to you, you literally knock on the door, trick-or-treaters, you open the door, there's a witch there, comes flying into the house, flying, what would you do? What would I, what, if she came flying into the house? Yeah. Leg it. What, why? Well, if she's between me and the kitchen, I'd leg it. If she's not, kitchen, big knife, she's going down. Yeah, I would be like, mate, what are you doing? Like, have you got the wrong house or something? She's flying around. Listen, love, I'm trying to watch the bake-off. Are you going to be long? Because, seriously, semi-final week. Yeah, I mean, she, she might be able to fly around, but, like, uh, until she shows me what her powers are, I'm not scared. Until she can show me, she can turn me into mush, like, with a, with a, with a, with a click. Yeah, but I think if she shows you that, mate, you'll be turned into mush. I'm not convinced of her powers. At the moment, all I can know is she can fly. You don't believe well, in any of this nonsense. So. Well done, she can fly. Oh. I mean, that's big. Boom, well, boom, basil brush. Why would you capture her, harness that power, make a lot of money in... in, in what are you going to put her in? An orange zester? How are you doing? harnessing the power of a witch? Trap her in the cellar. In the cellar? Yeah. Are you assuming you've got a cellar at this point? That house is big. Do a salt circle around her, my classic move. Yep. She's stuck. Right. I'll be like, you're not getting anything. You're not getting any bat's wings. You're not getting bat's any... If, you, if you're thinking you're getting the rest of that eye of new... Get some guacamole for my bat's <laughs> yeah. wings, please. If you think you're having the rest of my eye of new, you've got another thing coming, lady. <laughs> Until she shows me the power of flight. And then we, then we can start a conversation. But no, she comes in. She terrorises the place. Converts his dining room to hell. 
<laughs> yeah. Which he crawls into for some strange reason, like he's searching for a dropped fruit pastel. Yeah. And then at that point, does all the IOUs and bills come flying out and yeah. flying out the door. So she's the good guy. She's the one eliminating all the debt. Because she's freeing all the IOUs. She is, <gasps> Yeah, she? see? The witchy. She, you've, you've, you've smushed her into an orange zester to harness her powers. But what kind of lesson is that? These people have borrowed uh, from this oh, guy. I got it. Got what? it. Okay. If you buy a taxidermy bear yeah. and store all your accounting details up the fireplace, yeah. not a euphemism, yeah. um, a witch will come and um, turn your house over. I wish you'd been there when I bought that stuffed bear last week. I've messed up, big you, star. You mate, I hope you get the receipt. I have messed up. I've put it in my, in my first. Put it in the first. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, she is, she, these people, these villagers, these greedy villagers, have taken from this old man, yep. not paid him, no. sent a witch in there probably. It was probably them that sent but the I, witch in, but, uh, paid the witch. That's yeah. the story I want to see, the story of the villagers getting their money together and hiring a witch. <laughs> that is the storyline I want to see. So many unanswered questions. Yeah. Hi, this witch. Where's she come from? She turns up. I'm sure there was a little clue where she came from, but I didn't see it. She messes him up. You're right. You are right. Yeah. There's a lot of unanswered questions in this show. Yeah. Um, And then someone's got to answer for him. But then the the original kid, Nicky, whatever his name is, is his name Nicky? Um, Yes. As in little Nicky the devil, because he's dressed as a devil, right? Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. Hmm. So he opens the door, and all the IAUs come flying out. So basically, the, wipe, the witches wipe the, the town's debts. The lesson they've learned there is you can take from an old person and never pay them back. Just get a witch involved. The old guy's the good guy. The old guy... I'm not convinced he's a totally good guy. There's definitely an element of something. There's definitely something wrong with him. Or maybe they're all bad guys. I mean, they're all they're all idiots. The witch, the witch is the good guy. Imagine that storyline though of the of the village all getting together, town hall, like we've got to do something about that old guy. What's up with him? I, I, and someone puts their hand up. Well, I, I know a witch. That storyline. <laughs> and they have to all go into the woods to find her in a cave. That's the storyline I want to see. Tales of the Dark Side, the 2020 edition, coming soon to a cinema near you. Directed true? by Jed Shepherd. I can foresee it now. <laughs> Search for the witch. It's true. It's a weird one. Very, very odd. Very, very bizarre. But um, perfect, easy half an hour viewing for Halloween. Yeah. I, enjoy, um, I enjoyed it. So if you yeah. are if you are weird. properly up to speed with the podcast and you are listening to this on Hallow's Eve Eve, um, then yeah, search it out. That's on. I watched that on Vimeo. That was definitely a Vimeo one. Yeah. Um, or even if you're listening back later in, you know, next year or whatever, it's 2020 by now, and you know, maybe save that one. There's a couple of a uh, couple of shows to watch for Halloween. Yep. Easy watching, two of them in an hour. Jobs are good. And. Boom. So, commandments. Let's do it. The holy commandments of the pilot podcast. And you, sh- you guys, should, Alice, should be using these commandments in yeah. order to judge whether a pilot episode you've watched is any good because if you're watching a brand new show for the first time and let's be honest we all have that moment of like all right i've finished that show now what do i watch next yeah you know dive into the pilot episode of course but if you have these commandments to hand and you can get there to the end of the episode and think to yourself well that was a four out of ten don't bother watching on save yourself the hassle exactly or take a quick spy at one of the latest uh, episodes of the podcast and you'll see our league table if it's down the bottom don't watch it exactly okay do you want to watch episode two of Roll Dolls Tales of the Unexpected? Yeah. Well, I want to watch another episode again, not necessarily episode two, because it's not 
sequential. But you want to watch more? I want to watch more, yeah. Agreed. Likewise. Can watch them in any order, I believe, in that one. Tales from the Dark Side? Yeah, but again, I'll pick and choose which episodes I watch. If it's got like a famous person in it, or an interesting story. Which one would you rather watch first? I've got, Tales I've got both. I've, I think. Okay, yeah. good. I, I, I'll agree with that. I would say if I had episodes two of both of them standing by, which one would you watch first? Yeah. I would go with the unexpected. Mm-hmm. Uh, does it have a memorable theme tune? Tales from the unexpected to me, and like, I'm don't say as lightly, has one of the most memorable theme songs for me, just because I remember it from childhood. I remember it playing in the other room, going, "Oh God, that Legging scary shows on." Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dark side. I think the introduction probably becomes quite. Yeah, recognizable it's less again. Of a tune, more of a yeah in narration, but it's still quite good. Neither of them mentioned the title of the show, though, so no bonus point for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, does it introduce you to a new character slash journey? Roll doll. I, I, I think probably both of them fairly and unfairly have because they're anthologies. Yeah, they're self-contained. So yes, you get introduced to one, and you also get the end of the story as well. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. Would you pause for a pee? Tales from the Dark Side, Tales from the Dark Side, no, but Tales from the Unexpected, probably, yeah, because it was so te- <coughs> it was so tense. Yeah, I, I, there's no way if you got to that third Zippo light. Yeah, I'll just pop the toilet and I'll leave it running. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't really matter if I want to see the rest of this anyway. Uh, yes, I agree, but I think where they're both under half an hour, I don't think you you can probably quite easily get through it, both yeah. of them. Yeah. Do you feel emotionally connected, love or hate, with one or more of the characters? I mean, obviously, I hate the man from the south. Um, the him Carlos himself because I'm just like this. What is this guy up to? I didn't to? hate him. I just I was very concerned by him. Yeah, he was too eccentric, and in the ending, explained some parts of it. Yeah, I mean I wasn't until the ending ending, and then that was yeah. like what? But um, tell the unexpected. Oh, sort of the dark, dark side. side. I mean, you're you're meant to hate that old guy, aren't you? You meant to hate the old guy who, who. Yeah, but I also think the others are stupid as well. So I've got. I'm, a frust- I'm frustrated at the village people. Idiots. I hate the old dude. Uh, the, the witch is just, what are you doing? You're so, ugly. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's and, mean. and the bear, well, the bear was just rude. Let's not talk about the bear. Um, would you recommend them? Both, I would recommend. Uh, I would this... recommend. Unexpected? Yes. Yeah. Specifically that episode. Brilliant pilot episode. Um, Dark Side. I wouldn't say to people rush to it. Maybe pick and choose. I think both have to come with caveats. Yeah. Roll Dolls, Tales of the Unexpected is not a Roll Doll, you remember. Yeah. And the dark side, be open-minded. Yeah. It's a lot weirder than you think. Mm-hmm. So even when you get into the start of it, you're like, nope, still weirder than that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is there a mic drop? Roll Doll, yes. Yes, there is. Tales on the Unexpected, yes. I mean, I probably you'll find a mic drop in every episode, I'm guessing. Yes, I suspect Twisty so. and turny. Very nice uh, ending to that. Tales on the Dark Side, oh, not really, no. Not uh, hugely. Uh, it was not uh, like a, oh, damn. Yeah, you can kind of see where it was going, really, yeah. Uh, does it defy expectations? Tales from the, un- of the Unexpected, yes, I think. I, I, I think better. both of them did. Because at the start of Dark Side, I thought, ah, uh, this is going to be just, you know, proper old school sort of like hammer horror. Yeah. Um, and I thought that's what I was going to be watching. But actually, it was a little bit better than that. It was pretty it was, well done. It, Effects and Roll Dolls was just nothing like I expected yeah. it to be. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah massively. There's still some of his, like, kind of like twisted sense of humour that you get yeah. in Roll Doll books, like it is sure. the twits and, and the witches. 
you can see, you can just tell it's Roald Dahl just from the like, oh my God, he's going there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Has it aged well? Both pretty much. I think uh, Tales of the Unexpected, the Roald Dahl one, has aged well. Because you could do that. You could, yeah. you could remake that now without changing anything. Uh-huh. It'd be fine. And also Tales from the Dark Side, I think, pretty well done. I mean, yeah. some leaps of logic are a little bit crazy, but you could do a version of that now and it'd be great. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll go with that. I'll agree with that. And is the hype real? Pass it. I don't really know what the hype there was when they first landed in 79 and 83, respectively. But. I don't think there were, is there, there's ever been any hype for Tales of the Dark Side. But Tales of the Unexpected is pre, it's pretty hyped in terms of anthology shows. People hold that right up there. I think it lives up to it. Yeah, I'd yeah. say so as well. Okay, so score time then. Okay. Uh, Roll Dolls, Tales of the Unexpected. Your show, your pick essentially this week. I think it was a very strong pilot episode. Um, so that's why I'm giving it an eight. Oh, okay. Nice. For the reasons I've previously yeah. stated. Okay, well, I'm going to actually match you there, man. Yeah. Um, I was really impressed by it and in a different way than I expected. So 16 doesn't quite make the top 50, yeah. but it's not a bad score at all. I'll pop Very that into the league score. table in a bit. Yeah. Tales from the Dark Side, my choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it yeah. more than I thought I would. Yeah. But is it as good as Tales of the Unexpected? My book, not quite. Yeah. It's a 7. I'm going to give it a 6.5 just because it was hard to understand what was going on. Um, I, but to be fair, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but there were just, just the okay. narrative was a little bit weaker than the other. Well, one. I'm not a fan of the horror, as I'm sure it's been apparent in the last two years of doing yeah. Halloween specials now on the pilot podcast. So, um, I actually enjoyed that one. Um, whereas <laughs> before, I have watched it through, um, like last year, Haunt, Hill of Haunted House, or Haunted of Hill House, yeah, yeah, which has got season two. Yeah, not watching of, that. Haunting of Blythe yeah, Manor. Not watching that. Not in a. Month of Sundays. The after. Don't even try it. Not going there. Not going to happen. So, shut your face. Uh, there you are. Tale two. Tale tales week then done. Um, thank you very much indeed. Next week yeah. uh, we have take one one eight. And I can I right. There's a there's a realm of shows yeah. that are kicking around that keep coming back to my attention. Okay. And I'll explain exactly why. Maybe later or late next week. A realm of shows. There is, yeah, there's, a weird <laughs> there's a realm of shows. It basically it basically exists around the mid to late nineties. Okay. MTV. Oh man, now you're um, talking my language. Right. Okay. So there's a whole bunch of shows from this era that I'd like to do at some point, and I want to start next week. Yeah. With the brilliant, stupid but brilliant celebrity death match. Wow, I was convinced you would say Beavis and Butthead there. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Beavis we'll and Butthead. Save that for another time. Okay. We'll save that for another time. I could do, we could do Beavis and Butthead against Celebrity Deathmatch, but maybe we do save it for another time. Oh, do you know what's... Oh, no, 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 no. It's King of the Hill against Beavis and Butthead. Oh, right, yeah. So we'll um, that, that, that's, another, that's another time. Well, the, t- to me, like, when I was watching MTV yep. during those times... There's one show that stands out for me. Um, it's based on a comic, and I really think it's ripe for a remake, actually. And that's the show. I don't know if you've ever heard it called The Max. Nope. Uh, it's M A double X, and it is about a purple homeless guy. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, purple homeless guy. Ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
it's weird. It's weird. I'll okay. just we'll watch it, and uh, and you'll be able to find it on Daily Motion. I think that every episode's on there. Um, but yeah, okay, fine. So Celebrity the Death Match against the Max <laughs> next week. Great. Heaven knows what that's going to turn out like. Um, and if you're watching a show right now, maybe just started one, maybe just finishing something. Um, then let us know what you're watching. You know, we'll, we'll rate it as well. And, you know, in, in trade for all the shows we've watched so far to help you avoid the crap ones and watch the good ones, yep. um, if you've got something you've, you're really rating right now, let us know what it is. If you've got a pair, even better. Yeah, make um, it match somehow. I mean, that, that is, you know, when we'll dedicate the whole episode to you that week, that's absolutely fine by us, no yep. problem. Um, so if you've got two shows, you're kind of similar board, sort of, you know, ballpark. Um, you know, and it can be anything. It doesn't have to necessarily be like the same type of show. It can yeah. be maybe the same lead actor in two different yeah. shows. Maybe two shows from the same like MTV. Or maybe two two shows that your dad doesn't doesn't stop going on about. Two two shows Perfect. that make that remind you of someone. Something like that. Yeah, a connection like that that'd be cool. Perfect. So let us know on Twitter, Jed Shepherd. Find me on Twitter at Jed Shepherd. J e d s h e p h e r d. And I'm at the Jellyman. That's T h double e Jellyman. So tweet us with the hashtag, put it on the list. It makes it easier for us to find. Uh, and next week we shall review the celebrity death match against the Max. Ooh, yeah. That leaves me to say, see you later, Renegator. No, 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 no. If we're doing this Halloween properly, okay. let's do it properly. That leaves me to say, see you later, Alligator. In a while, but This one inside the Alligator's stomach. Yeah, this is, isn't it? Weird. What would you do if you were inside an alligator's stomach? Well, I'd get different curtains, because those curtains are horrible. <laughs> <laughs>